0: you You guys here Here we go You hey. cannot sing Thank you.
1: to Revival. I believe it's service number five. It is great. I, I was thinking about our services. We've had such a wonderful move of God, and it's just been wonderful. Every night, just the service has taken on, uh, an altar service, and it's been wonderful. People have prayed, and it's been great. But I got to thinking about it. The other great part of it is, is in a normal week, we might be together once, maybe twice a week. We've been together every night of the week, and it's just been wonderful. Amen. Amen. It's been wonderful for our, our regular people, people that have visited, and uh, it's just been a great time. Tonight is our normal Wednesday night, and there's a whole crew that's here every Wednesday night, and we're kind of invading, so we're here with the with the regulars, and it's a good time for us to come together and have fellowship and have another awesome service. Tomorrow is the last. I hate to even say that, but, but tonight we are in for a wonderful time for us to be together. Let's get out, welcome each other to church, and let's have church. Amen. Yeah.
2: How many of you know him as your healer, your savior, your deliverer, the mighty redeemer? He is so many things. I love that about the word of God because it it goes on many different places and it talks about the name of the Lord. But how many times in scripture he's referred to as the prince of peace? He's referred to as the bread of life, the bright and morning star, the day star. He is our deliverer. God is. I like that song. Amen. There's a scripture in Psalms that says, in 124, it says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Now, you didn't really hear that. The psalmist was pretty excited. He was in a moment where he was wanting to write him a song. And he said, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. He said, Let Israel now say, And he repeated himself. You know, you ever repeat yourself, you're really wanting that point to be driven home. How many of you know, if it hadn't been for the Lord who was on your side, it might have turned out different. You might have had a different result. Things might not have happened like they ended up happening. How many of you have had God come through in a way and you'd say with the psalmist, if it had not been for God who was on our side. Telling you thankful tonight. How many of you are thankful for the blessings and the strength and the delivering power of God Almighty? He's been there for us. I want you, if you would, right now, let's just stop and give him honor and glory. Would you lift up your hands all over the house? Lord, we honor you that you're on our side. God, that you are there for us, that you are a God who is a present help in the time of our troubles. Lord, you hear us. As David cried, he said, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me out of all my troubles. Lord, we honor you tonight. We bless your name. When men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over and out of our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. He goes, blessed be the Lord. Who's not given us over to the prey, to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. I probably need to read it again. Now, how how many of you have been at work all day? How many have been working today on things and you've been busy? How many have had stress today? Any kind of stress? Anybody stress? Okay, that must be why. Because, see, if you would just for a minute realize and understand, it is God who is on your side. And he's not left you, and he won't forsake you, and he won't leave you. When the enemy comes in, the floodwaters may come, the fires may burn, but the Bible says they'll never overflow you. And when the fire burns, it'll not kindle against you because he's your God. He's our God. He is the mighty Savior and Deliverer. And tonight, the snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Then he goes on, and he ends it by saying this. He says, our help. Say that. Say, our help. Our help help is in the name of the Lord. Our help help. is in the name of the Lord. Say it one more time. Our Our help is in the name of the Lord. And then he goes on just to show you how powerful that statement is. He says, who, by the way, made heaven and earth. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. How many of you know we can trust him? I said, how many know we can trust him? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. Knowledge him, look to him. And he will direct your path. How many of you know he takes us and guides us even through sickness and death? God is there, and the Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. You know, we sometimes stand around the bedsides of our loved ones, and we're grieving, and we're broken, and we see this as a horrible, tragic end so many times. We fail sometimes in our humanity to look past the veil. Of death. When the Lord spoke through the psalmist and said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. We fail sometimes, Sherry, to see through that veil and know that on the other side, when we're waving goodbye, there's a whole bunch of folks on the distant shore saying, Woo, here they come. And they're waving them on. It's my privilege tonight to tell you, Sister Vicki McIntosh passed away just a few moments ago. This precious lady has fought against sickness and disease the last ten and a half years. Her husband Jack and her served in this church, were members of our church for many years. They were faithful online members since she's been very ill. They watch every service every Sunday online. Brother Lenny, he told me today, he said, I don't know what we would have done if we couldn't have come to church online. And now, Sister Vicki is standing in heaven. Only about 30 minutes now. Can you just imagine what she's seeing for the first time in her life? Can you imagine what she's beholding? What smells she's smelling? What things she's beholding, man? She has heard him say her name. She has seen his face. The Bible tries to describe him, hair as white as wool, eyes like a flame of fire, but she has seen him for herself. I would imagine she took off straight towards the throne in her first few moments. I want us to pray for Brother Jack, Jeremy, and Becky, and for Jason. I want us to pray for Brother Gillespie and Sister Sylvia. This is Brother and Sister Gillespie's daughter, and I want us to pray for this family, Brother Gillespie, I can't hardly believe you're in the house of God tonight, but I heard a birdie told me up here that when they talked to you about that, you said, well, there's no place I'd rather be right now than in God's house serving. And he's one of our ushers and we love him. But we also know how it hurts you. And we love you, we're praying for you. I want you right now we're just to stop in our service Take a few moments and pray for the Macintosh family. Let's do that. Father, as we come to you, Lord, we pray for those who have been left behind, for sons and for daughter-in-laws and for grandchildren. We thank you, Lord, for parents. The hardest thing in the world is for a parent to let go of one of their children. Lord, we ask you to bring comfort. You said you would your Holy Spirit would be an undergirding strength. We're holding to the precious word of God tonight. By faith holding to the promises of God that you're our peace that you're our love, our joy, that you're our strength in the time of trouble. God, we're believing right now that you'll comfort and be with this family so that they won't even hardly understand where it comes from, that they'll just feel the peace of God surround them. They'll be completely saturated with your love and power to be able to stand through the difficult days that lie ahead. We just pray it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and give you honor and glory because we know her life. We know her testimony. We know the legacy of faith she left behind It just a few minutes ago. Lord, she is standing in your presence right now and we honor, and Lord, we're just a little jealous because, God, we know our faith screams out to us that there is hope beyond this world, and we don't suffer and we don't grieve like the world does because we have a hope, and our hope is in Jesus Christ, and our prayers tonight are in that same name as we all agree together and say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Please keep them in your prayers. Jack had already requested that we have the service here at Stratford Heights, so you'll have that information if you follow us on Facebook. I'm sure they'll list it there, and as well it'll be in the newspaper. So look closely for that, and let's be here and support this family. I am so thrilled. You know, I've got in the house tonight, you know, one of my heroes and brother and sister sergeant or my pastors and spiritual leaders and fathers and mothers to me, and And they helped me when I was a young man, and I loved them. But there was somebody else that was sitting up there on the stage, was was the associate pastor of our church. And I mean, he was it. I mean, he was the man. Everybody in the world loves this guy. And I got to know him personally. I'll never forget one thing he said to me the night that I, I told him. I was standing at the back of the Harlem Park church, and I looked at him, and I I ain't called his name out yet, but Ron Medley is here tonight. How many of you know Ron Medley? We love you, Ron. Great man of God. He served our church faithfully. 14 years he was in ministry here at our church. We love you, Ron. I, you know, I love it when I'd go to camp meetings or I'd go places and I'd tell them, I'd say, yeah, Ron Medley's on staff at our church. He's our associate pastor. Yeah, he's got a parking space at the church. (laughs) Always was proud of him and our pastors. So proud of them. And I'll never forget that night I was standing at the back of Harlem Park and I looked at Ron and I said, Ron, I said, I I met with Brother Sargent this week. I told him, I really honestly believe I'm called to ministry. And he smiled and looked at me. He, I don't know if he'd remember this or not. He stood me up and put me up right against the wall. And I said, but Ron, I don't feel like I can do this. I'm going to embarrass myself, fall flat on my face. I don't know what God is thinking. Ministry, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. I can't do it. And Ron looked at me and he said, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he said, in the moment you think you can, quit said, you'll never do it outside of God. But with him, you're going to go places, young man. You're going to go places. I'm so happy he was one of the mentors and heroes in my life. And I'm thankful that you've come by here tonight to be with us. I know you're close and good friends with the sergeants. And I like to think I'm in that inner circle as well. We love you, Ron Medley. Thanks for coming tonight. Our wrestlers are coming to serve you as they do. Thank you for being here on Wednesday night. One more night. Tomorrow night is... Esperanza night and uh, we love Esperanza and they've allowed us to come into their service on, on Thursday night and that'll be our finale for this revival but I told Brother Sargent, I said, it ain't over it's actually just gonna move into the next level Amen? Move into the next level and so God has brought them here and we're so happy to have them God is blessed in the services how many of you have been blessed every night that you've been here God has touched you. Look at the hands everywhere. It's been a good revival, and God is going to bless us tonight and touch tonight and tomorrow night. And so I want you to reach down, and I want you to help me bless this couple. I believe that Lord is going to use you to bless them abundantly and and above and beyond what they need. But it comes through our commitment, and we've got to be intentional in our giving. So I'm asking you to help me tonight to give to bless them. Let's pray. Father, as we come to you. We honor you and we thank you for our guests this evening. Pray that you will touch and minister, Lord, through us, through our gifts. May we not just give an offering, but God, may we be intentional about giving a blessing. I pray that you'll touch us, that it'll be above and beyond what they need. We love them, we honor them, and we're thankful to you, Lord, for the work the Holy Spirit has done through the messages and through prayer. And God, the way that we have been changed and transformed, we can't pay enough for that. But we do give offering tonight in thankfulness. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: welcome you into this house. Lord, we pray you break every stronghold. Satan, we take authority in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are mighty. And you are strong. And you are excellent, Lord. We praise you. We praise you.
1: Excellent is thy name in all the earth. For there's no other name under heaven given
2: to men by which we must be saved. At the mention of your name, storms cease. At the mention of your name, mountains must move. At the mention of the name of Jesus, demons tremble
1: and sickness leaves.
2: For there's coming a day
3: Do you believe what they are singing about? There's no one beside him, no one above him, no one below him, no one near him. He is all in all, and he is our Lord. How excellent is his name. Before you're seated, put your hands together and give praise unto him. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby We must be saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, choir. Thank you, Brother Gary. Great singing. You know how fortunate you are? Do you really know how fortunate you are? I go to some churches and don't get there on the singing's over because I lose the victory. You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. (laughs) but you are blessed you're blessed with singing you're blessed with preaching you're blessed with the church you're blessed with workers you're blessed so now get up and go to work look to the left look to the right do you see any empty pews anybody who sees an empty pew raise your hand I just volunteered you. <laughs> Nobody else in Middletown's gonna fill up that pew but you. Nobody else has responsibility but you. It's been one of those weeks that I've just worked on you a little bit, had not I? I'm not through. You got two more. You think I preached rough last night, you wait till you get to tomorrow night. Ron Medley, I love you. Uh, that, that that don't even mean anything when you just say that. I've got friends. I've got acquaintances. I've got family. Don't have many of them as close as he is, folks. We love Ron Medley because we had eight years together, and I told him many times, I don't know if we got anything accomplished, but we sure had fun doing it. We had more fun. If he got thirsty while I was preaching, he would drink my water, you know, that's okay. Okay. We're brothers, but I love you. Thank you, Ron Medley, for taking time to be here tonight. It's going to be a little different tonight. If you're turning your Bible to, we're going to start in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 14 or 12. You'll be close when you turn there. Again, let me compliment. (laughs) Judy's having some hard time with me, so y'all pray for her. She's shaking her head. She wouldn't know what to do without me. She don't know what to do with me. Ray Phillips, you've treated us like a king and a queen. Thank you for honoring us. Thank you for allowing us to be. I'm not going to say much more because tomorrow night I'll say it again. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for you that are investing in our ministry. In the last month, and month and a half, we've driven right at 4,000 miles. Somebody said, Do you fly? Yeah, just slow, just okay? I'm low, but I'm flying, all right? But God has blessed us. God has blessed me with the health to be able to do what I'm doing. Never did I ever think that I would get to this point, and I have the strength that I have. Just don't look for me tonight when I get back to the room and I'm gone, all right? but God refreshes me. I got up this morning, had a wonderful staff meeting with the staff, and I've just been charged up. You know why? I looked up in the sky, and I started to call them and report a UFO. It was the sun. (laughs) I thought, the sun is shining. (laughs) Made me want to go to the beach and get an umbrella or something, you know. But at least I found out again you all do have good weather. You always did, but... I always learned while I was here that it could change any time, right? Look with me, Isaiah 14, I'll begin reading with verse 12. Got a couple of things I want to give you. A lot of of y'all like to write these things down, so I've written this down so you might want to. I've written this on a sticky note. Faith doesn't deny that a problem exists. It just denies it a place of influence. I'll say that again. Faith does not deny that a problem exists. It just denies it a place of influence. Just because you say it's not there doesn't mean it's not there. You you can go walk around with a headache all day and say, you know what, I don't have a headache, but you do. When I pastored here, a man came in my office, had his handkerchief in his hand. He was blowing and going. Man, he was just coughing. I said, oh, you got a cold. He said, No, I don't claim it. I said, you don't have to. You got it. (laughs) It's not whether you name it or claim it. It's whether you understand that faith just simply says, I know I got this problem, but I'm going to deny you the ability to influence how I think and my attitude. Anybody get what I'm talking about? you got to understand. One more before I get going. When you run by yourself, that's called a race. When you run with God, that's called grace. That's worth the price of admission there. When you run by yourself, you're just racing. And I don't know about you, but there's times in my life I'm racing, 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 racing. And I get home at night and I find out I haven't been anywhere. Right? We just race. But when God goes with you, he gives you grace. He carries you through those difficult times. And I'm thinking, of course, of the Macintosh family. And God is picking them up right now. And we were there this afternoon. And I began to see God just take hold of those lives and say, you know what? This isn't the end. This is the beginning. Christians never die. Never. We live forever. I got news for you. Everybody's going to live forever. It's just up to you. Whether you want to live it in heaven or hell, a choice is yours. It's about as plain as it can be. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about a an enemy that is there, and sometimes we don't realize it. Now let me tell you something. Over two thousand years ago, Jesus. Hung on the cross, he died, he was buried, he was resurrected. He's at the right hand of the Father. When he came through the cross into the grave and came out, he became victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Say, death, hell, and the grave. All of those three words describe the devil. Now I got you running up that tree again. Death, hell, and the grave, what did he do? He defeated death, and the grave here's what I want to tell you 2,000 years ago Satan was killed but we're going to have to wait to the future to have his funeral why do we concern ourselves with somebody who has already been defeated and he has no power the only power he ever has is what you give him The only power he has in any situation is when you relinquish your mind or your will or your thought patterns to him. I got news for you. The Lord has said to us, we are victorious. And we must remember 2 Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I hear you. And he will heal your land. I believe that's a promise. And if God makes a promise, nobody can stop it. All right. Let me look at this scripture. It, this is about the falling... Lucifer, verse 12, how are you fallen from heaven? Oh, Lucifer, the son of the morning. Look at that. The man is the man, the angel is referred to as the son of morning. Actually, the translation is day star. What is a day star? A day star is the first star that shines every morning. He was not just an angel, he was an angel that was the first one to shine all the time. He is what, son of morning. He said, how were you cut down to the ground? You who weakened the nations. For you said, for you said in your heart. Here we go. Here's where you get in trouble. I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation of the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Next verse, you shall be brought down to hell and to the lowest depths of the pit. There's his epitaph already written. (laughs) It's over. And sometimes we just don't act like it, right? See, you've got to understand. I've stayed up here as long as I can, okay? You've got to understand something about it. I feel good in each one of these services. I feel like I'm teaching you something. I feel like I'm putting something in your spirit. It may have been there, but I'm trying to bring it back to the forefront and help you realize the number one thing that happened with Lucifer is called rebellion. Say it. Say rebellion. Rebellion is somebody who knows that there is an authority, knows that there's somebody over them, but they rebel against it and go the opposite direction. That is right now called rebellion. The United States of America. The reason we're in an immoral, immorality tailspin is rebellion. Men are standing up and spitting in the face of God. Men are saying he doesn't exist. Men are saying we will do what we want to do because we are men and there is no such thing as a God. We will take our own life in our own hands and we will rebel against God. Somebody said, I I don't understand when things happen in the earth and God is in control. Can I tell you something? If you continue to live your life like you want to live your life, there will come a time when he just may lift his hand and say, you got it. Doesn't mean he does anything to you. We, we, were at, uh, it, we had tornadoes come through years ago when I was pastoring the insurance man showed up and said, oh, that was an act of God. I said, don't you call that an act of God. I said, that wasn't an act of God. That was an act of the devil. He, he kind of looked at me strange. God is not the author of any confusion. He's not the author of anything that destroys. He is the giver of life. But there are times when Satan has become to influence this society that God just says, you know what? You got it. That's what happened in New Orleans, Louisiana. When, I, when that tornado, that hurricane came in, they said on the night of the hurricane, it came in, what was that, 2005? I can't remember when it was. And when it did, it was such a destructive force. They said that it looked like that hurricane was going to miss New Orleans. You know what the people of New Orleans did? Not all of them, some of them. They decided to go down on Bourbon Street and just drink and party and say, we don't care. We don't care. We're not worried about praying about it. We're not worried about anything like that. And when they did, I believe they said to the Lord, we don't need you. And he said, okay, you're going to find out. Hello? Hello? God does not do those things, but we can do things in our life. Is this making sense to you? See, he stood up and he said, I will, I will ascend, I will do this, I will, I will, I will, I will. You can't say, I will, you say, if it be God's will. If God does this in my life, this is what I will do. And Satan stood up and rebelled. Now look at this, he's the morning star, he's the high angel. He's the one that led worship. Hello. Go back sometime and read Ezekiel 28. In Ezekiel 28, you find the scripture that begins to describe him. And it says in that scripture that he stood up with all precious jewels encrusted in his chest area. Also in his chest area, the the description there is that there were in his chest area tablets and pipes. Which means... That for these in his chest to make a sound to worship God, the only way it could is if wind blew across it. So what are you saying? I'm telling you that when he stood to lead worship in heaven, the only way he could lead worship was the breath of God would breathe through him. The only way you and I have worship in this house tonight is they were singing is the breath of God. It's not just say I'm gonna sing. It's not just to say I'm gonna worship. It's to allow the breath of God to breathe over the pipes that you have and you begin to sing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's why Satan hates worship. You know why? One of those is he led worship, the other is that's what he rebelled against. I want the worship. I want this to be. So in the beginning, Satan stood up. He stood up in rebellion. And the Lord said, I'm gonna kick you out of here. Jesus said it while he was on earth. He said, I saw him twice fall as lightning when he did. You know what I can't figure out? He did all of that, and one-third of the angels went with him. So don't feel bad, Pastor. Sometimes when people leave you, and other people go with him, you don't understand it. Sometimes people just lose their mind. Yeah, amen. amen. Sometimes they're just not accountable. And all of a sudden they overhear. Uh, here I go in that again. I'm, I'm going to be sweet tonight. Okay, It's kind of hard to be sweet preaching about the devil, but I'll do it. He stood up. He said, I will. There's a man in scripture, I think it's in Luke chapter 12, who had God had blessed him. His barns were overflowing. You know what he said? I will build bigger ones. I will get more. I will amass more wealth. I will. He said, I will say to my soul, be at ease. You know what Jesus said about him? You better be careful. You're about to make a mess out of things because it is not you. Whatever you drive, God gave it to you. Whatever you live in, God gave it to you. Whatever happens in your life, you may have the most successful job and make the most money you've ever made in your life, God did it to you. See, God is the one who takes care of your life, whatever you, see, we, sometimes we must understand God is so intricately concerned about every little detail of your life. That's how I know I'm not God, because I don't want to know every detail of your life. I'm not a detailed person, okay? Tell me your problem, let's pray, let's go on with life, all right? And that's just me. He said, I will, I will. This man said, I will. So what happens? He stood up. He stood up against God. God expelled him from heaven. Then he kicked him to the earth. Uh Uh-oh. Not only did he stand up, when you begin to read scripture, you'll find out he spoke up. Anybody who rebels can't keep quiet. That was good. I got you got an uh, Listen to me. You watch it. If somebody in this church or in any church begins to rebel against leadership and everything, they, they won't do it by themselves. They want to go tell somebody else. I might as well stop here and preach like I've been preaching. Quit letting anybody put garbage in your ears. Hello. It is a man. You, you know how it works? I'm a, I'm a, what happens is when somebody has something they want to tell you, they will test you first. They will come up and say, Have you heard? And if your ear pe- perks up, you're going to get some more. Hello, I'm preaching good. You better say amen. I'll think it's you. And look at this. What happens is they test you. Okay, let me give you an example recently. A friend of mine, we, we, we play golf once or twice a week together. He pastors about 30 miles away from me. And we were at prayer conference last year. And he followed a guy that pastors the church where he's at. Been there about 20, 30 years. And that pastor, the former pastor, came up to me in the lobby of the hotel and said, I want to tell you about, and he called his name. I said, No. It almost embarrassed him. I said, if you've got anything to tell me, I'm not listening. Hello. Well, see, we got to learn. There's times in our life we might just need to turn to somebody and say, why don't you just shut up? <laughs> Hello. Well, I'm going to go over here. Y'all didn't clap, so maybe y'all guilty. I don't know. <laughs> he will test you. He will say. If you'll listen, he'll give you a little bit more. Then he'll test you a a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, if you're not careful, you just got sucked into something you don't even know about. See, what happens, folks, what you feed your heart affects your attitude. Y'all need to write that one down. What you feed your heart affects. Affects your attitude. You know what else it goes? What effect, What you feed your heart affects your attitude, then it affects your expectation. All right, we go, we're going to take a test, all right? You don't have to say anything. Please don't look around. But if, if, if anybody, you don't raise your hand, I'm not asking for volunteers, okay? Has anybody here, which is probably most of us, had somebody come and put garbage on your ear about somebody? And then all of a sudden, you attend that church, and the guy they told you garbage about is up preaching. See how difficult it is? One little slight. See, that's how Satan works. He doesn't come over here and say, you yeah. know, no, no, no. He'll come over. All right. If you were flipping your Bible to Genesis chapter 3, you know the story. In Genesis chapter 3, he begins to speak up subtly. Now, watch this. He is talking to Eve. Now, this is one thing I don't understand, folks. If I'm going to be tempted, it's not going to be by a snake talking in my ear. If I'm going to be bitten by a snake, it's going to be the heel because I'm running. All right? Because I, I, I don't like snakes. Y'all don't handle them, do you? I don't see any baskets. Here's what I want you to know. She was already gazing upon the forbidden fruit. She was already looking at it. See, that's where the, oh, you got to hear me. He wants to get you in a place where you're already looking, where you shouldn't look, and then he'll show up, and he'll begin to talk to you just like he did Eve, and say, why don't you just keep on looking and go on and get you a bite? Hello. What did he say? She's looking. He I remember, all of you know that the snake wasn't crawling at this time because he was cursed to crawl, so he was up like this. And he comes up to her and he whispers in her ear. And he says, and you know what she says back to him? She says back to him, listen. She said to him, the Lord said, the day we eat or touch. Now, the Lord didn't say touch. He said eat. The day we eat or touch, we shall surely here comes the next one. He's whispering in her ear. You won't die. You really believe that kind of stuff? You really believe that God's going to do that to you? Can I tell you something? Our God has never, nor will He ever, send somebody to hell. You go to hell of your own accord. People are in hell today because they made a choice. He didn't do it to them, He didn't do anything to them. And He said, You shall not surely die. And she listens some more. Now, look at that, three times. Folks, if you get to the third step, you better run. Because he whispers in her ear this time, he's keeping something from you. Something is good for you, and he knows it's good for you, and God's punishing you. You wouldn't be going through this if it wasn't. He, he, He knows that if you eat of that, you'll be just like he is. That's where the whole world is getting in trouble. Because they put themselves on the same level with God. He knows when you eat it, you will become like God. Is this making sense, folks? You've got to understand, he continues to whisper. He continues to talk. When you're riding in your car by yourself, put on gospel music, and turn it so loud you can't stand it because you can't hear him. Hello? Here's what it says in the Bible. He's under my What? He's under my. He's under my feet. He's under. I wish I could sing. He's under my feet. If I could, I'd just take. I wouldn't have to preach as hard if I could sing. Let me show you something. An eagle, when he deals with a snake, and he's on the ground with him, that eagle will take his talons, grab that snake, and soar until. The snake can't breathe. Hear me, church. You need to get out of the gutter. You need to take that snake and get into high places of praise and worship, into the presence of God until that old snake can't breathe anymore. Oh, come on, give him praise. you got to understand. Make up your mind. See, when you understand there is a place in God he can't go. A few years ago, I was out in Colorado with my brother. He was working that day, and his wife took Judy and I up to Keystone. It wasn't snowing. There was not much snow on the ground, but we kept going up. We kept going up. She stopped for a moment. She said, over there, you can't see it, but there's an imaginary line. And she said, that imaginary line is called the snake line. She said, you know why? That's as far as the snake can go. I said, boy, I want to live here. (laughs) No, I live in Alabama where we're having an overrun of rattlesnakes and and all those kind of things. Hello? Here's what I want to show you. Quit living a mediocre life just getting by spiritually. As I told you Sunday, if all you're getting is what you get on Sunday or Wednesday, you're on a spiritual starvation diet. You're getting so skinny, nobody can see you spiritually. Hello? See, you've got to have his word, his presence, his power, his anointing. You've got to understand the devil is real, but he is defeated. But if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. If you open yourself, he'll keep talking. He'll keep talking. Let me give you another example. He did that to Eve, and of course, you know the story. All of us know that. But you go from there and go with me to Matthew 16. In Matthew 16, that is where Jesus turns to the disciples and says, what are men saying about me? Oh, you're Elijah. You're one of the prophets? He said, no, no, no. Who do you say I? Thank the Lord for the Apostle Peter. I don't know about you, but he and I sure do act like a, a lot of times. Especially when he got in trouble, okay? He spoke up. You! Now watch this. The disciples are there. He talks to them. They answer. He said, no, no, no. What do you think? Peter steps up and says, I know who you are. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that. But my Father which is in heaven, and he said upon this rock, you know the scripture, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Everybody remember that scripture? Read the rest of the chapter. After all this glorious service, and Peter, he's telling Peter, you're blessed. God's spoken to you. He's told you who I am. He's given you a revelation. Be careful when you get a revelation. That's when the enemy shows up. Be careful when you do a lot of fasting and praying. Do it. I don't say don't do it. But you better be careful because he's going to be waiting on you. He confesses that he's the Christ, the son of the living God. He tells him, I'm going to build a church upon your confession, upon that rock. And then you get a few verses later, and he says, well, I'm going to be leaving you. I'm going to be persecuted. They're going to, the, 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 the religious leaders are going to kill, take, do all that. All of a sudden, here they are on this spiritual high, and now here they are down here. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever walked out of church and the devil just right there waiting on you to get in the car with you? Anybody anybody ever had the devil get in the car with you? Brother M.H. Kennedy pastored in Jackson, Mississippi, and great preacher. He was there, I forgot how many years. He said he was driving down the road, and he said all of a sudden the devil got in the car with him. He said, okay, we're not going to do this. He said, I stopped downtown. I got out, opened my door, and said, in the name of Jesus, get out. He said, I shut my door and drove on. He said, I got to church Sunday, and a guy who owns a store downtown came to me. He said, Pastor, you won't believe what happened to me. He said, what was it? He said, the devil just walked right in my store. (laughs) So be careful when somebody's getting him out. He may get in with you. Amen. But he confessed, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Then Jesus said, I'm going to suffer. all." Oh, and Peter got all upset, and he turned back to him. He said, not so, Lord. What did Jesus say to the man who confessed who he was? Get thee behind me, Satan. Now, let me teach you something here. He wasn't talking to the apostle Peter. He was talking to the influence of evil. He is not against you. He's against the evil that comes into you and makes you do what you shouldn't do, say what you shouldn't say. Oh, come on, folks. Here's the same man who just confessed it, who had an encounter with him, who said this was God that did it, and all of a sudden, he's trying to think of himself. I'm not going to let you go. Get behind me, Satan. Say it. Say, get behind me, Satan. See, Satan stood up in the beginning and rebelled against God. He spoke up in the garden. He spoke up. He, spoke, he speaks up to you. Hello? But guess what? There's coming a day he'll be shut up. I said, there's coming a day he'll be shut up. You say, well, I, I'm glad you asked. I heard your question. How do I get him to shut up? James 4.7. Submit yourself. Therefore, to God. Say submit. There we are. Say it again. Submit Submit means surrender. No, submit means surrender, means abandon. Ooh, let me tell you, you've got all the forces of heaven to help you. Quit trying to do it by yourself. Because you can shut him up. Submit yours. I've heard people say, oh, the scripture says resist the devil and he'll flee from, no it doesn't. It says submit to God and then resist him. Yeah, right. Let me tell you something, before, when you get up in the morning, before you get in your car, before you go to work, get up and put on the armor of God. Hello, put on that armor of God. Let God arise. And his enemies be scattered. I said, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. I said, let God arise within you. Put on your spiritual armor. Put on your helmet. Put on your breastplate. Get out your sword. Put on your shoes. And stand up against the wiles of the devil. Give him no place. Ephesians 4.27 says give no place to the devil that is the Greek word topos which is where we get our word topography in other words don't give him any ground draw a line in the sand and let it be the bloodline and say I dare you to come this way I am covered by the blood I'm giving you not one inch of property I am the Lord's come on give him praise See, he will be shut up. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm going to give you something else to write down. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Resist the church boss and he'll flee at you. See, I can say that here. They don't have any church bosses, you know. I want to write that down. I didn't see anybody's head go down. Pastor's writing and He'll need it sometime in his ministry. <laughs> Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Resist the church boss, he'll flee at you. Good preaching. Amen. I thought I'd turn around and wave it at myself and I was waving at the back of my head. That didn't work too well, did it? <laughs> y'all love me. I love preaching to you because y'all put up with me. You know, I have to keep acting this way to keep her praying. And the more she prays, I think more I preach. Okay. <laughs> Resist the devil, he will flee. He will flee. Resist the whisperer, he will flee. Resist the gossiper, he will flee. Again, he's taking me back to tell you, quit allowing your ears to become a garbage pit. Has anybody ever lost something and you already put the garbage out and it was out in that big can and you wanted to go find it? Yuck. Quit putting that stuff in your ear. Oh, if somebody puts a little tidbit in your ear, resist it and go home. If you can't get them to flee, you flee. Hello? Don't put up with it. Stratford Heights? You are standing on the launching pad of the greatest things that God has ever done. He's not going to get any of you to go out here on a bar stool tonight and get drunk. I hope. He's not going to get you to go to any place of gross sin. But he will get you to talk. He will get you to, hello. I, I was at assembly one time. And, and I, I decided to do a test. I went to a guy, and I said, have you heard? And I told him. By the time it got back to me, somebody was dead and already in heaven. Because it changes. Everybody wants to make it sound like they want it to sound. You know what I used to say, Pastor? The reason people would come to me and say, don't tell anybody. And I looked at a person one time. I said, the reason you told me that is you want to tell them before I can. They want to tell somebody else. Hello. I'm preaching good. Say amen. See, because that's the way the enemy works in the church. He's not going to get you to go get drunk and do drugs and do all this stuff, but he's going to get you to do those little things. You know what I call those little things that the devil puts in your way? Distractions. He'll make something that is a speed bump look like a mountain. He'll make something that's just you having a little cough, think you got pneumonia. He'll make those things in you that may be small. But let me tell you, if it is pneumonia, God can still take care of it. If it's a disease, God can still heal. Whatever it is in your life, if it's a mountain, he'll give you climbing boots and say, go over it. Come on, give him praise in the house. Resist. That word resist means, I'm telling you Satan to shut up. Flipping your Bible right quick to Revelation 20. Revelation chapter 20. And when you begin to look at Revelation chapter 20, you'll see one of my favorite scriptures. And the angel came down from heaven having a chain in his hand. Now now listen to me. It's not some little chain you put around your neck. It's not even a chain you pull your car with. It's a chain probably about and this angel comes down with his big old chain, and he begins to wrap it around Satan. Woo, you know who's going to be there? Me. You know who's going to get to watch that? Me. This is, this is where he's going to be cast into the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. Oh, this is, I'm telling you, this is my favorite scripture. He wrapped that chain around him. He cast him. in. I don't, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. He Cast him in there. And Lane Sorge was standing up there with him doing the same thing. Amen. And he cast him in the bottomless pit. And the scripture says, Shut him up. I said, Shut him up. I said, Shut him up. Said, shut, him up. shut him up. He's talked, he's rebelled. I'm ready to see him shut up. How about you? Do I have any takers tonight? Oh. It says he shut him up where? In the bottomless pit. For 1,000 years, he never touches bottom. Because it's bottomless. But that's a big hole. Hello? He falls. And he falls. And he falls for 1,000 years. And then he's released. After a thousand years, he's released. And there's people on the earth because there's. I ain't got time to get into prophecy. I don't want to go too far there. But there's people on the earth, and when he's released, here's what gets me again. In the in the when he was kicked out of heaven, a third of the angels followed him. When he gets out of the bottomless pit, some more people are gonna follow him. I got a Greek word for that. Stupid. Ignorant. Hello, if you didn't learn and after he's let out, you follow him again. But the good news is, read on a little more. Because you're going to find out there is no more bottomless pit. But there's a place called the Lake of Fire. And what does it say is going to happen there? Him and all of his angels and everybody who had died without Jesus are going to be cast alive. Say alive. They're not going to die. They're going to live forever, like I told you at the beginning. But he's going to be cast alive into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And And that's what I call shut up. It's over. He stood up in rebellion. He speaks up in lies. But he's going to be shut up. And we won't have to deal with him anymore. But I got news for you tonight. I'm not going to deal with him anymore. Oh. Because my Bible tells me when the enemy comes in, watch this, comma's in the wrong place. When the enemy comes in, the enemy's not the flood. Say it, say it, the enemy's not the flood. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Holy Ghost in me rises up. That's my illustrated sermon, okay? He rises up. What's that means that means he stands up. One of the one of the translations is he stands up like a standing army. When the enemy comes in, the Holy Spirit within you, the Lord, rises up like a troop of warriors and said, No, 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 no. You're not coming here. Not does he just rise up. The flood of the power of God that comes forth from you that lets the devil know you're already defeated. Somebody say amen. See, you've got to know. It's the scripture I used a moment ago in Psalm 64. Let God arise. Let God arise. What did I tell you last night? Well, I shouldn't ask you what I preached. That's already gone. What I preached last night, remember, we are the open heaven. Wow. So what does that mean? That means when you run into temptation and you run into fear and you run into all this stuff, Sickness and whatever it might be, you let God arise. <sighs> lift your hands. Oh Lord, let Him arise. How do you let Him arise? Lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and honor Him right now. He is God, and there is none beside Him. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. He's, the enemy stood up. He has spoken of it. But right now we're shutting him up. We're telling him you have no place here. We're not listening to you. We are going to speak up. Oh, lift your hands again and honor the presence of God in this house. The Lord is righteous and He has cut asunder the cords of the wicked. <laughs> Woo. What the scripture is saying there is when a baby is born, they cut the cord. That means he's no longer attached to the mama. What's happening tonight? The, Lord is cutting those cords. Anybody want your cords cut? Anybody want to say, I don't want to be his puppet anymore? I don't want to be dominated by him anymore. Say, Lord, cut the cord. Oh, come on. Say, Lord, cut the cord. I'm gonna give you this scripture again. Psalm 129 and 4. The Lord is righteous and just. He has cut asunder into pieces the cords of the wicked. Surely by cut This is what I'm calling a cord cutting service. The Lord says to you, quit, in a, quit allowing the enemy to treat you like a puppet. You're not on his strings. You're my child. Resist what he's doing. Rise from it. Flee from it. And I will cut that cord, and you will find your freedom. And you and I set you free. You are free indeed. I am here to set you free. To set you free, says the Lord. And my freedom will bring you out. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Stand with me, please. Listen, I didn't plan this at all. I didn't plan this end at all to be like this, but the Holy Spirit keeps burning it in my spirit right now. He needs to cut the cord. You think how awful it would be if a mama had a baby and they never cut the cord? Hello? There comes a time you got to cut the cord. And when you cut the cord, see, when you cut a baby's cord, that means no more is it dependent on the life support of the mama. When we cut your cord tonight, no more are you dependent on the whispers of the devil. No more do you ever hear what he has. Does anybody believe what I'm saying? Now, you, the Lord, i, I got to tell you something. The Lord's doing a new thing in my life. I'm preaching some things you I not preached anywhere. But right now, I've never talked about this. But he said, sever cut." Anybody ever seen one of those puppets? You know what I'm thinking, howdy doody. You know? If you take that puppet who is controlled by that puppeteer, and you take a big pair, you see it? You take a big pair of scissors and you go, he's free. That man controlling him can't do a thing. Oh, cut the cord. I said, cut the cord. Oh, I said, cut the cord. Let the Holy Spirit cut the cord. By the power of the blood of Jesus, cut the cord. Woo. Yeah. I, I if I've got you standing and, and you can't stand for long, I'm sorry. Sit back down. It's okay. But he said to tell you, it, it, you we got to get this cut. We've got to get you loose doesn't mean you're sinning. It just means you're listening. He's influencing your attitude. He's influencing your faith. He's influencing everything. And he's bringing doubts into your life. Cut the cord. Cut the cord. And find freedom today that when you lay your head on your pillow tonight, he will not bring those thoughts into your mind. God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let me tell you something. God knows where you are. In the name of Jesus, will you step out? Is there already beginning to play and walk to this altar and say, I'm tired of it? Come on. In Jesus' name.
0: Well, went Come on. to the enemy's camp yes. and I took back what he stole from me, took back what he stole from me, took back what he stole from me. Oh. When I I took back what is stolen from me. He's, he's under my feet. feet. Yeah, he's under my feet. He's, he's under, under my feet. feet. Yes, he's, he's under a- my yeah. feet. Come on, he's come under on my feet. come on. He's Hold under on. my feet. Satan is under my feet. Hold it just a minute.
3: We're going to keep singing this. I want to see everybody in this building that can stomp your feet. I'm going to do this, I'm inviting you to do it. I'm doing a symbol on earth of what's already done in heaven. He's under my under my under my feet. See, I'm going to stomp him and then I'm going to pick him up and carry him into the atmosphere of the celestial and I'm going to choke him to death. He can't breathe up here where I'm going. Hello! Sing it. Are y'all ready? When I went
0: to the enemy's camp and I I said I took it back. I, I took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me when I went to the enemy's camp. I
3: ready want to hear God? you. Are you ready? Took
0: back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. 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 Satan is under my
3: feet. Hold it. Now, this is what I'm calling deliverance from the whispers of the enemy. God is showing me he's got scissors. One handle's over there and one handle's over there. The point of the scissors, and he's about to bring them together. By the power of the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus. If you want him to cut your cord, raise both of your hands and we're going to sing it again and let it be cut right now. Go. Yeah.
0: When I went. Hello? Cry, oh Lord, attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth, will
3: I cry out to Lift your hands with him while I sing it. ceases to amaze me, what God will do for an acceptable heart that just opens up to Him. You know what our problem is? We think we can solve everything. And He says, just let me do it. Just let me take care of it. enemy will bring fear into your heart and into your life and it will overwhelm you till you can't move you can't exist it will squeeze the life out of you did I last year talk about the python y'all remember if I preached to you about the python the snake where it constricts and squeezes the life out of you he doesn't put poison in you A snake like that wraps himself around your lungs, and every time you take a breath, it squeezes tighter. That's how the enemy works, and he squeezes the life out of you. How many know without a doubt the strings have been cut? Come on. Come on, give him praise for it. Give him praise for it. Give him praise for it. Give him praise. Come on. If I, tomorrow night, Esperanza, is that how you say it? My Spanish is as bad as anybody's. Esperanza means uh, hope, having optimistic perception every time. Optimistic means I believe God, I believe it will work out and I believe God's in control. How many believe tomorrow night we are going to see a deluge of the power of God? Come on. Let me tell you, there's no reason to show up if God doesn't show up. If I show up and he doesn't show up, I'm just beating my gums. But I'm glad to tell you he has shown up. I, I hate to keep talking, but I didn't want to close without getting getting your pastor's permission. Ask him we saw. Oh, he's not he's not wanting prayer, he's looking for mama. Okay. This young boy. Glory. Glory. You gonna close.
1: Amen. What another wonderful move of God tonight. Amen. We, have, we appreciate the ministry that Brother Sargent's brought. Amen. Amen. We want you to go out tonight a little freer. those cords off. Don't listen to the enemy. I've always found, you know, sometimes people say, you know, just try your best not to listen. Just try your best not to listen. But I've found the best is that we fill our ears up with the good stuff fill ourselves up with God's word with encouragement with love with friendship God will take care of us and God will look out for us. Let's pray tonight. Dear heavenly Father, we honor you and thank you Lord for your precious work in our life. God, we're so so full tonight. We've been so blessed. God, your presence has been here and you've moved and worked and you've done a, done a work Lord inside of us we just appreciate so much what you've done. God, we're going to look at the world a little different. God cuz We've been changed and we've been touched. And Lord, we go out of here. Your ambassadors. Lord, ready to spread. God, ready to be the open window of heaven, God, to this world. I pray that you would anoint us, be with us, take care of us tomorrow, God, and help us to, to spread you everywhere we go, God, and bring us back tomorrow safe. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>